You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Review BlackBerry Key 2 by Jeffrey Van Camp. This keyboard packing smartphone is the best kind of throwback. Rate 7 out of 10. Price $650. Wired. Comfortable keyboard with fingerprint reader, scrolling, and customizable hotkeys. Durable frame, legit two-day battery life, runs the latest version of Android, some of BB's apps are useful, standard headphone jack, micro SD expansion. Tired, small, 4.5-inch display, not waterproof. Using alt to type punctuation can be annoying. Redundant on-screen keyboard enabled by default, camera is mediocre. Last year, we eviscerated the BlackBerry Key 1. Physical keyboards are bad, we argued, and they were never better than on-screen keyboards. You can make all the same arguments against the new BlackBerry Key 2, but after using this unique productivity-focused device for a few weeks, I don't get the hate. It's true that the BlackBerry of old did not keep up with trends, became uncool, and died a slow and painful death. In 2013, I even felt compelled to advise everyone to avoid its phones completely because I wasn't sure the company would survive. Today, the situation is different. BlackBerry's old operating system no longer exists, and it doesn't make smartphones itself anymore. The Key 2 was made by TCL under the BlackBerry brand, and it's powered by the latest version of Google's Android. BlackBerry adds in a few productivity apps and some work-friendly D-Tech security software, which quietly runs in the background. Unless you're still scared of being seen as uncool, there's no reason to avoid a BlackBerry. I'm happy to report that no one has mocked me in public for rocking a phone with a physical keyboard. At least not yet. Click those keys. It's odd seeing a BlackBerry phone in 2018 with that same QWERTY keyboard you might remember from 2008. Physical keyboards are so rare these days, it's hard to find one that isn't in a bargain bin with a pile of flip phones. It's been a while since my thumbs tapped on real keys, so it took some getting used to, but typing on a real keyboard has its benefits. The buttons are backlit and about 20% bigger than last year's model, so there was plenty of space for my thumbs. Once I was in the groove, I found that the physical keys to be more precise. I still feel like I need to watch my fingers. When I messed up, I messed up big time. But like a software keyboard, BlackBerry's autocorrect is there to save your bacon. The only regular trouble I had was remembering where the alt key was so I could select letters and punctuation. 
Though it's mostly straightforward, the keyboard holds a few secrets. For instance, the spacebar hides the phone's fingerprint sensor. I can't think of a more appropriate spot for it right there on the Key2's chin. You can also slide your finger up, down, left, or right on the surface of the keyboard to scroll through pages, which can be very handy. Lastly, if you choose, you can map any app to every one of the QWERTY keys on the keyboard. I chose to let the A key open Amazon now, and I call up the calculator by simply pressing C. The biggest drawback of this BlackBerry's design, the keyboard eats into real estate usually reserved for screen space. Its 4.5-1620 by 1080 pixel LCD screen is just big enough that it doesn't cause headaches. You have enough screen space to watch videos, play games, and use apps without feeling too boxed in, but you notice it. Bumps, bruises, and battery life. The Key 2 is surprisingly comfortable to hold and seems very durable. Unlike many devices, it's designed to take a fall. The frame is made of aluminum, which extends out from the screen's edges, likely protecting it from cracks and scrapes better in the event of a light drop. The back is also covered in a comfortable rubber coating, which improves grip and traction. I've had terrible luck with phones this year. As careful as I am, multiple Android phones have slid right off my table or counter thanks to their all-glass designs. But the key, too? It doesn't budge. It probably doesn't need a case. I wouldn't want to drop it, but I feel like it has a fighting chance when dropped, which is more than I could say for many competing handsets. The only thing missing is waterproofing, so don't take it for a swim. It's been a while since I've gotten excited about a phone's battery life, but the Key 2 is a phone that can legitimately get two full days of juice on light to medium use. With my use, it rarely had less than a 40% charge by 11 p.m., and I've left it unplugged some nights because I was confident it would still be alive to play my alarm come the morning. This phone is the cure for your smartphone range anxiety. The mid-range Qualcomm Snapdragon 660 processor doesn't impress on paper, but I haven't noticed any slowdown, likely thanks to the generous 6 gigabytes of RAM. Still, this isn't the phone to buy if you play graphically intense games. The 64 gigabytes of file storage in the regular model should be enough for many, especially since you can buy a micro SD card to give your media and apps more elbow room. Tolerable Photography the Key 2 is not the phone that will put BlackBerry cameras on the map. The dual 12-megapixel rear cameras are adequate enough outdoors. I took a lot of lovely photos on a trip to Cape Cod around the 4th of July. Close-ups can come out particularly well, though it's tough to tell just how focused the camera is. The second rear camera allows you to zoom two times, and there is a basic portrait mode, but these extra features don't usually lead to better photos. Low light is tough for the Key 2's camera. I managed to snap a couple decent firework shots, but many night shots came out grainy and soft. The 8-megapixel selfie cam had more trouble in the dark, making skin tones look horribly discolored. Don't buy the Key 2 for its camera, but if photos aren't your top concern, don't rule it out either. Should you Key 2? The Key 2 is not for everyone, and that's okay. You have to be willing to spend time relearning how to type and be okay with the quirks and shortcomings. But as someone who came in expecting to get annoyed, I found myself appreciating it more and more. On a road trip where I was without my laptop, I found myself tapping some paragraphs out on the little guy. I also like the spacebar fingerprint sensor and the ability to launch apps with the click of a key. Its durable exterior might not win awards for its industrial design, but I love that I don't have to baby it constantly. Most of all, I adore its real-world multi-day battery life. 
Am I crazy for liking this phone so much? Uh, possibly. After all, the keyboard does shrink the screen considerably, and the phone isn't waterproof. $650 is also a high price to pay for a phone with a mid-range processor in it, and the Key 2 isn't currently compatible with Sprint or Verizon. But what can I say? I like it. If you long for the days of tiny, clicky physical phone keyboards long past, uh, you might like it too. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.